Welcome to the All Manner of Things podcast. In this episode, we'll be talking about satisfying achievements in board games. Hi, my name's Peter. And I'm Shandell. And in this ramble, we're talking about satisfying game moments. Yes, and the reason we're doing this? It's because we've just hit 2,000 listens of our podcast. Very exciting. Yes. We don't know what normal, I don't know, podcast stats and achievements are or whatever, but when we started this at the start of the year, um, we were just having a bit of fun with it and we thought it would be nice, you know, if we had maybe a 100 listens or so throughout the year. Yep. Um, it would be nice if some of the people listening weren't just our parents. <laughs> and, yeah, and family. Yes. yes. Thank you, mum and dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so to reach 2,000 has just completely blown our expectations and we're just really happy about it and we wanted to do something to celebrate that, hence this podcast edition. And we also wanted to say thank you to everyone who listens. I know we say it in the pre-recorded message at the end of every episode. Thanks for listening, but we really do mean it. Like we appreciate the seeing that we're not just talking to ourselves. Let's get down to it, shall we? The worst game moment that we have. So yep. it's not it's, it's still not that rewarding. Yeah, so it's an achievement, yeah. but it's not that rewarding. It's yep. kind of like, eh, okay, I got to do that. So yeah. So for me, it's the old dungeon pets and cleaning out the poop. Because <laughs> you clean out the poop and the next round there's more poop there that the, your old pets leave you and you've got to reserve one of your guys to stick around in the cave waiting to clean up the poop. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty... Unrewarding? Yeah. Yeah. At least we're not literally cleaning poop, but it is pretty, it seems like a waste of a dude, but it's funny that you have to do it. Yeah. Um, my least satisfying achievement in a game is when you get to the point in Shadows Over Camelot where you've won, Yeah. but there's not enough boards, um, swords on the table. Uh. And it doesn't matter if you add black swords instead of white swords. You just need to fill up the table and that feels a little bit unsatisfying. Yeah. It's like let's just lose a couple of things because it's quicker than trying to win them and then we can win the game. It's almost as well within that game putting down a grail card. It's pretty unsatisfying because you know there's going to be despair that's yeah, going to take it away. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I totally agree. Finishing off a game when you know it's lost, unless you're the traitor, um, is uh, is not that rewarding at all. Well, it's, it's more when you know it's won. Because when you lose, you lose straight away. Oh. When you get seven black swords, that's it, you're done. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when you've won, when you've got enough swords, like, because to win you have to have more white swords than black swords, but the table has to be full. Yep. So you've got so oh, many white swords. Yeah, yeah I know You've got so saying. many white yep. swords that you yep. can't possibly lose. Yep. Bit of an anticlimax. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to add extra swords to the table so that the game ends. Yeah. Unless we've read the rules wrong, which is entirely possible, but I'm pretty sure that's the way it works. On to more exciting things. <laughs> Our most satisfying achievements in games. I was, 
I was making this list and I'm a little bit worried it says a little it says more about me than it does about the games but we'll go through it anyway for me how I've ranked these is by how many times it actually happened to me as well I thought that that was like there are some really good moments but because it don't happen that frequently it, the ones which don't happen that frequently I've marked higher yeah, than the ones yeah. that happen more often and I'm like yeah yeah it's more satisfying when it just it's one of the ones the, the top one don't want to reveal it yet has only happened to us once before and so so let us begin all right I will go first with my number three then yep so my number three definitely saying more about me than it is about the game it's getting to the point in splendor where the mines that you have built in front of you are enough to buy new mines without having to use gemstones. <laughs> <laughs> having that big collection of mines there so that you can a card gets turned over and you can take it like for free pretty much because yeah, you've yeah, already got the stuff yeah. in front of you. Um, this is possibly why I tend to lose this game because I get so hung up on trying to make this mines. big, yep. I don't what do you call it, like a mine engine if that's a thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. I just find it really satisfying when a card flips over and I don't need to collect any gems. I can just like, I'll take that. And yeah. So that's my number three. Cool. My number three is Lords of Waterteep. When, especially the uh, Scoundrels and Skullport expansion, when you complete a really big quest, something quite complicated and it bonus you know satisfaction feelings when you get to remove skulls with a quest yes that's so good at the right time dropping that quest completing it very rewarding yeah yeah a great moment is like yes and everyone goes oh my goodness when you start moving that marker further and further yep. around especially the yeah like that around. with the with the undermountain expansion and yep. there's the the quests that give you 40 points. Yes. Like, that's yeah. just insane. So good. And everyone else, seeing everyone else's faces drop as they as you overtake them because you spent, you know, three or four rounds um, behind everybody else and then all of a sudden, bang, just overtake. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good feeling. What's your number two? My number two is Zombicide Black Plague. That's my number two as well. When you reach red, is that why you had? No, no. Okay, so, so two mine different is, moments. Yeah, so mine is um, as you kill more zombies, your experience increases. You start on blue, and then you go to yellow, and then you go to orange, and very, very rarely you go to red, and yeah, that's just yep, you yep. can win the game in orange. You can win the game probably in yellow. I'm not even. I'm not well, sure. If, if, the, if, we, if the team members are even enough with everybody, absolutely. Yeah. But we've never really needed to be in red to win the game, but man, is it Satisfying. a good feeling yeah. when you're like, yeah, like you've got all your powers and really, really satisfying feeling that one. For me, it's a different moment. For me, it's that teamwork that requires to get the dragon bile on the ground through oh, the yes. torch and see it light up with a zombie, especially the abomination in the centre, just being lit up 
in flames and everyone's going, yeah, and high-fiving each other. And it's really good too, like in the last game we played with the Wolfsburg expansion and we managed to lure both the Abomination and the Wolf Abomination into the same spot. So good. Yeah, that's that's pretty. High-five moments. Yeah. Very cool. And number one, um, my number one is only happened to us once before and wow, it felt really good when it did. And that was actually completing uh, Burgle Bros and reaching the roof Uh, and the full cooperative um, game in that. And it was just, it was such a good feeling to be able to finally, finally after about three or four attempts to get those guys all on the roof and fly away with our vault treasures. Yes. Yes, the annoying vault treasures. Very cool. Yep. I totally agree. That is a lot of fun. A lot of co-op games when you get to the end finally, like Forbidden Island when the islands mostly sunk around you and you manage to finally all get there and fly away. Especially when there's only like one island part left. Yeah, and that's the helicopter landing (laughs) pad. (laughs) Which has happened to us before. Or Jupiter Rescue when you're like, when you get your last humans that you need to rescue onto the rescue pod and you take off just waving at all the others behind you going, nope, I've reached my quota. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's cool. That's good. And I'm very curious about your number one. My number one, again, it says more about me than the game, but um, in the game quicks. Yep. When you have no gaps in a row Uh, of your crosses. Yeah. So you have to, it's a, like an, it's an abstract dice game and you've got numbers 2 to 12 or 12 to 2 um, depending on you know which colour and you have to mark off the boxes and the more crosses you get across a row, the more points you get. But what's really satisfying is when you manage to not get any gaps between those crosses. You just – even though – I can't say I've ever got an entire I'm, row. I'm about to say that. I don't think I've ever got an entire row either. But I have managed to get like, you know, six crosses in a row with yeah. no gaps between them before yeah. someone locks out that dice because they're already way ahead. But it's still really satisfying mm. to have those crosses back to back rather than Definitely. messy where you're like, I've got one cross here and then I've skipped a couple and then I've got another cross. Yep. So, yeah. Very cool. I was tossing up between that and Ticket to Ride when you get all your trains in one route. Yeah. Like one long chain. Yep, yep. There's, um, a, lot of, there's a lot of games where they have that um, rewarding moment and you just, you know, to, to think of three or to narrow it down to three yep. is, it's a hard task. But it it's, really is. for me it's that idea of it's all lined up perfectly yep. with no gaps and no side chains and no, you know, that sort of feeling. And that's why I've chosen Quicks as my number one. Awesome. Okay, so just as a little bonus to extend this episode a bit further, um, some of the things that, well, I personally was thinking about as we were trying to decide our top three rewarding or satisfying moments in games were rewarding and satisfying for the player who managed to achieve them but kind of devastating for other people. So I couldn't really put them in my top three because I don't like devastating other people. But we thought we'd mention just a couple of those now. So one which brings to mind straight away for me is Arboretum. Yes. Um, If you can get, uh, especially if you're playing like two to three 
players. If you can get three trees or four trees, especially if you can get like the entire set or a lot of that number, man, it is really satisfying. But it's everyone else, it's brutal to be able to see that. Oh, uh, see, I thought you were talking the other way. I thought you were talking when someone else has this epic chain of trees and you know you're holding uh, in your hand yeah, the yeah, one yeah, card yeah. that is necessary to stop them from scoring that chain. Yeah. That's that's brutal. Yeah. You're right. That's the brutal part. And it comes to scoring at the end and they're looking at their beautiful row of trees and you put down the cards from your hand and, and they're just like... Wiped out. Yep. Shouldn't have bothered spending half the game thinking, <laughs> trying to build my oak when uh, you've got the number... Seven, seven. Yeah. usually seven. seven. Yeah, and they only realise it in like the second last round of that yeah. as well. Yeah, when the like, card hasn't oh, come out and they've realised yeah, they've got yeah. everything else down on the table. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, what was another one? Um, another one I thought of was in Medieval Academy, when you take first place by landing on top of someone. Yeah. So you haven't managed to get more points than them, but you managed to get the same amount of points of them and you like went second out of the two of you. So you land on top of them and in that game, if you land on the spot second, you win. So I don't know. It feels a little, it's a little bit satisfying when you do it. You're like, yeah, yeah I'm going to put my piece on top of yours. <laughs> take first space right out from underneath you. But yeah, it's a little bit. It's a little bit nasty little bit to the person. It's very sneaky. Another one which is quite sneaky as well, um, if you can get a sneaky win in Race for the Galaxy where you don't – the other person hasn't quite realised that you've got more planets or resources. Was it resources? Development. Developments. Yeah, yeah. and – um, you just need one more card in order to finish the round. You can see them, they're trying to build or, or settle or, or develop and yep. they're halfway through developing and you're just like, well, sorry, too bad, Game so over. sad, game over. Yeah. <laughs> or especially if they've just produced but they yes. don't have another round to get the victory points for that. Exactly. That can be brutal but on the other hand it can be Quite a little bit rewarding. Yeah. The <laughs> so these are the things go, that you don't want to admit that you yeah. find rewarding because you're like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, you know. <laughs> but, to cover but, the a, but deep on down your face. inside, you're like, oh, yeah, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's it for us today. Cool. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the All Manner of Things podcast, the podcast where we talk about board games. If you wish to get in contact with us, please email us on podcast at allmanneroftings.com or visit us at www.allmanneroftings.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.